I think it's interesting. I, I, yeah. As a podcast host, I, I can tell you, a lot of these podcast hosts suck. I guarantee you their AI will be better than 50% of podcast hosts in under three years. And that's not a really reflection of their ability at Wondercraft AI or AI. That's just a function of how bad some podcast hosts are. This Week in Startups is brought to you by... Issue is the all-in-one platform for creating and distributing beautiful digital content. Get started with Issue today for free or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code TWIST. That's I-S-S-U-U.com slash podcast and use promo code TWIST. Vanta. Compliance and security shouldn't be a deal breaker for startups to win new business. Vanta makes it easy for companies to get a SOC 2 report fast. Twist listeners can get $1,000 off for a limited time at vanta.com slash twist. And .tech domains are the go-to namespace to build anything in tech and home to some of the world's most innovative startups. Secure your .tech domain today and lock down a one-year domain for $10 or a five-year domain for $50 at go.tech slash twist today. All right, everybody, welcome to This Week in Startups. And really, it's This Week in AI. Uh, we've never seen anything like this. So I made an audible. I called an audible. I decided to make a call in the middle of the year to have uh, one of my great friends on, Sunny Madra and Vinny. Vinny's out today. Um, and we just decided, gosh, instead of talking about all the nonsense around where we think AI is going, we just thought we would show you what AI is doing today. And this will serve as an incredible roadmap for you. This is your AI MBA. This is your master's degree. This is your PhD. Tune into This Week in Startups. I want to show you what's being built. And Sonny Madras here. He, of course, is the co-founder of Definitive Intelligence, which I have a little slice of. I put a little investment in there. Uh, and that lets uh, people do analysis of information on the blockchain and other data mining analysis services. I think I described it pretty good. Your own personal data analyst. Your own personal data analyst. Ooh, this is a new mission statement. Updated, like updated. Updated, evolved. Okay, I like yes. that. Your own personal data analyst. So we talked about this in ChatGPT4. I don't know if it was maybe a month ago, three weeks ago. It felt like three years ago, but I think it was literally three. You could yep. upload a CSV and ask the data analyst at ChatGPT4, hey, yep. tell me about this file, and it would make charts and give you some analysis. So you're going to build the industrial strength version of that, or you're building the industrial strength version of that, yeah? Yeah, we we already have it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, ChatGPT is good if you have a hundred megabytes of data. If you have terabytes or petabytes, then come talk to us. Mm. All right. So if you're if you're screwing around, you can use the code interpreter uh, on ChatGPT. I wouldn't even say screwing around if you're just doing something with small data. But you know, small if you're data. a big enterprise and you've got you know transactions mm. for the last twenty years of your customers, that's going to be you know several terabytes or even approaching petabytes for you. And you need to use a different set of tools. Big news. Uh, ChatGPT launched their iOS app, yes. which really does change your behavior. Um, I have been trying to get, you know, I had this weird thing. I realized mobile Chrome does not let you set the default browser. I didn't know yep. why that's the case. Like, I, I guess Chrome is getting greedy. Google's getting greedy. Safari's getting greedy. They want to own that real estate. I like to set my homepage up at what I want it to be. 
Uh, but this is now I'm going to just stop using browsers. I'm just going to go straight to the chat GPT4 app and Curt Interpreter is now built into it. So did you download the app? And I had the app, by the way, like three months ago, they put me in yeah, the, test you were on the test flight. Yeah. Yeah. And it was single use. Now it seems like they're trying to get parity between the web experience and the app experience. It's, it's not perfect yet, but it's getting there. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't have all the advanced features, like some of the stuff that we've been demoing, but what I found interesting is they did do like a, like a, you know, like a home screen widget. Mm. So I think that's what you were looking for at one point, right, JKL? And so you can, with the latest one, you can make it a home screen widget. So you can just push something on your home screen and it pops up and you can ask your question. But it, 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 what we really need is I need to be able to say, hey, ChatGPT, as opposed to saying, hey, Siri. And so yep. that's the change that we really need is can I use Siri as an interface for it? And why do yep. I need to use Siri for it? I guess maybe on an Android phone, I could do that. Because um, Android lets you integrate into the operating system a little bit deeper than iOS does. Um, all right. So we, we've been playing with a bunch of stuff this week. Big conversations all over the internet about regulation. We'll talk about that in a bit. But what have you been playing with this week? Well, you know, I, let, let's start with someplace fun, and then we'll get we'll get into sort of the uh, meteor topics. And, and I know you're a big fan of this, Jacob. So I think this will be a fun one for us. I make sure I share this properly. But okay. So Google this week, uh, or you know, launched this or made available to, to some folks uh, what they call Music LM. Mm-hmm. And what this is, is basically a, um, you know, a, a model that is able to generate music based on prompts. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what we can do is we can take some of the recommended ones here. And so you can do, let's start with something simple. You click that here and it'll get, give it just a few seconds and it will generate this. And so. Okay. So we're playing yeah. some funky music here. What was the, um. So that was the prompt here. Uh, I'm just going to read out to everyone. It was drums that sound like rain and thunder. So that one okay. is not all that exciting. Um, no. You know, well, I'll do another interesting one here, which is uh, chill out elevator music. And then okay. we'll get into some some more kind of fun ones in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, for the folks watching here, you can see some recommended prompts it comes up with. So, you know, it's okay. okay. So this is, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Feels like a bit... Um, it, you know, early music generation, we've gone through this before, but where it gets kind of much more interesting is when you prompt it yourself. So I'll do one, J-Cal, and then you'll you'll probably make it better okay. for me. So let's do Tulum uh, Beach Party. The old Tulum Beach Party. Yeah, with um, uh, a bit of, uh, what do you want to put in there? Let's uh, say. Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Okay. Or Blade Runner right. or something. Let's see. See if we get anywhere close. Okay. So there we go. Maybe, okay. maybe. Maybe I heard some cyberpunk in there. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, you can do Atlanta uh, trap music with a New York 80s flair. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can see it's got a Sounds like Jay Z's voice and There's no voice, it's just music. I thought I heard It's just music. But yeah. you can hear like Jay Z's voice going to something like that. You could. You totally you could. could. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, kinda getting something. So this has been trained on copyrighted music i assume or on 
maybe a library of okay what is this new york 80s rap yeah this is new york 80s rap yeah back in the day we used to on the block fly shoes can't lose boom bap okay listen if you're running a sales team you got a design agency you got a media business you know the hassle of one pagers right they never format correctly on mobile you can't track them properly. It's a complete mess. I have worked in the media business for many years, three decades. In fact, I'm getting old. And nobody had figured this out until now. You have to check out Issue. It's issuu.com. Issue is the all-in-one platform for you to create and distribute beautiful digital content. It's not just one-pagers. Those are important, of course. But you can create marketing materials, magazines, catalogs, portfolios, and so much more beautiful, evocative collateral to help you sell your product or service. But it also comes with amazing analytics that you can just pop up on a dashboard. And you're going to track the reads, the total time spent device breakdown, are they watching it on their iPad, their phone, it also works seamlessly with tools like Canva, Dropbox, MailChimp and InDesign, having a trackable magazine, if you want to level up your marketing needs, you need to use issue. So get started for free or get 50% off an annual premium plan at issue.com slash podcast and use the promo code twist. That's I S S U U.com slash podcast and use that promo code twist. So they know I sent you for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium plan. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think this is pretty fascinating. Like wh- where is this applicable? So, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Rick Rubin, right? Legend in sure. the industry. Big fan and of the all in pod. He just sent me yeah, a copy oh, of his awesome. book. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's he incredible. So, it too. so where, where does this go? Let's talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit. So, you know, he gave this pretty cool and interesting 60 minutes interview. Yes. Uh, not that great. long ago. Right. And one of the things that, yeah, there we go. Awesome. We got it queued up here. And uh, one of the things that he talks about here is that he has no musical abilities. He no. does not know how to play instruments or use the mixer board. Maybe play, like, let's play the clip real it quick. It became a meme him. with yeah. uh, Anderson Cooper. But exactly what he does and how is difficult to describe. Do you play instruments? Barely. Do you know how to work a soundboard? No. I have no technical ability. And I know nothing about music. <laughs> <laughs> you must know something. Well, I know what I like and what I don't like. And I'm, I'm decisive about what I like and what I don't like. So what are you being paid for? The confidence that I have in my taste and my ability to express what I feel has proven helpful for artists. Mm. So, so curating. You, well, really curating. having a great ear and curating stuff and being confident in your selection process. And if you take that alongside, you know, a tool like this, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, fall in a similar category that don't have the skills to, you know, maybe play an instrument and or run a soundboard, but know the type of thing that they want to listen to. And so mm-hmm. I think tools like this will evolve to support folks that are not just songwriters, but that have a great ear for something, but mm-hmm. have no way of creating it, didn't know how to pull up like any of the music tools. I don't know if you've ever tried to use GarageBand or something like that. Yeah, it's I like mean, this really... stuff is, it will take you 10,000 hours. Uh, yeah. You know, the proverbial 10,000 hours. And in, in fact, I just saw a clip of um, the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins talking about how, you know, people will be able to get 50 different riffs. And instead of having to spend a decade or two in their parents' basement 
you know, like he did finding interesting ones, they'll be able to just do that with the software and it will still be a selection process. So you're defending creativity in this process. I'm wondering, this is going to, this also was a copyright uh, and there was a copyright uh, hearing last week that kind of went unnoticed where people were just talking about who gets the rights to this. So did Google say how they trained this? Did they find stock music, which is available royalty free? And so what that means is somebody creates a beat based upon what beats in the 80s were like, but they don't um, copy anybody specifically. They just copy the genre and then they put it available in a thing like Splice or there's a couple of other places you can buy beats that are royalty free. You can put into any song. You don't have to pay a royalty. You don't even have to give credit. So I'm wondering how Google trained this because Google is smart enough to know that this they should not train this on spotify or something so did they yeah so i think uh what and um you know nick is sharing the same thing here i think it's trained on samples from youtube ah which is a very fascinating thing because they know what's copyrighted in youtube obviously they do a, a ton of work mm -hmm. around that jason you've you've talked about that a lot yep. and then they have a bunch of stuff that is just done organically and people are creating that's what you know youtube has so much content on it now if you're a creator and you've created a beat it's been uploaded there so my understanding is that they've taken clips from YouTube to got it here to and train uh, this model. I guess we didn't. Hey guys, you didn't put where this these quotes are. You put two great quotes in here. Where are those quotes from? Oh, sorry, um, that is from Google's data set on Kaggle, which is where they host everything. I can pull it up on the uh, screen. But, okay, so but is that how this was trained, or you're guessing? Yes, it's from okay. their GitHub uh, okay. for, for the Music LM. All right, and so uh, producers just pulled up that uh, they built this, they trained it. Audio set consists of audio set consists of an expanding ontology of 632 audio event classes and a collection of two million human label 10 second sound clips drawn from YouTube videos. Huh? 10 second sound clips drawn from YouTube videos. Doesn't say if those are copyrighted or not. The music caps database contains 5,521 music examples, each of which is labeled with an English aspect list and a free text caption written by musicians. Hmm. So if, they, if those 2 million human labeled clips uh, were um, of copyrighted content, I think there's a copyright claim here. Maybe they're saying they're only using such a small amount of it. Or maybe they're using people um, in the public as a way to defend themselves against copyright violation by saying those people made these clips. So that therefore you have to blame them. So yeah, in point. my scan of this, JK, yeah. we were kind of looking at this when we were preparing. Yeah. Uh, all the clips seem to be of like uh, user generated content. Not uh, okay. Not. Yeah. So not like, Oh, here's uh, 10 seconds of rolling stones or yeah, something there, like that. The reason I bring this up is because we have talked about Sunny many times. Uh, Google waited to release this. Because Google is so aware of copyright claims because they bought YouTube at a time when YouTube had a multi-billion dollar, you know, lawsuit with Viacom and YouTube was going to be shut down for all the copyright violations going on there. And they were able to navigate that. So Google is incredibly savvy on navigating fair use. They use robot.txt in their Google search. So you can opt out of being crawled. They get permission from people. Sometimes, generally, they let people find music. Um, that other people are using in their videos and then let them shut down those YouTube videos or claim yeah. or the claim monetization that, that, of that. Wasn't that the big unlock, J. Calray? I've heard yes. you talk about this a few times is when you can put music in, but they'll basically 
they'll demonetize you for that video and they'll pick up the monetization. So if you have sure. a video that has, you know, millions so of views. If we made our own track here and then we copyrighted it. So again, I, I guess we could take these tracks and then we could claim copyright on them. Even though the AI built it, I wonder how that works. I wonder if that's in the terms of service. So if you and I sang over one of these beats, then we put it into on YouTube and we use DistroKid to publish it to Spotify, yep. whatever. We claim copyright on it. Now, if somebody else uses it in their video, we can then get an alert based on it being um, tagged in a, in a database. Content ID is the system. Content ID, ID flags, it tells us, and we can just say automatically, shut it down. So the Beatles might want to just shut down anybody using their video music and videos. But somebody else, the Rolling Stones might say, yeah, let anybody use it by default, just take their money. And so yep. you may have seen all in two weeks ago, we put the Balenciago AI video that somebody made yeah uh, at the end of the show and then it turned on ads on the show so then we had a choice either turn the show off re-upload it or just deal with the fact that somebody else is going to make you know five thousand dollars off that episode which i think we just decided the latter wow yeah so and that that's an interesting one just okay so then it, it was it the music or was it the the music that they use somebody that, owned the rights to that music so they didn't make Got ai it. music they used somebody else's track that i guess Got was it. used in a balenciago stuff before i'm not that gonna play correct. it here oh, okay um, crazy and then here's the quote from this is a really interesting discussion here's um the lead singer of the smashing pumpkins my general uh thought is that um ai will change mu music forever because once a young artist figures out that they can use AI to game the system and write them a better song, they're not going to spend 10,000 hours in a basement like I did. They're just not. But are you, do you still have the ability to get real art that way? Well, ultimately art is about discernment, right? So, uh, like somebody was telling me the other day about uh, how an, uh, a famous rap artist would work. They would bring in all these different people and they would sort of pick the beat that they were most attracted to. Okay, now let's change it to AI. Hey AI, give me 50 beats. Listen, eh, not really feeling. AI, give me 50 beats from the 50 most famous rap songs of all time. Okay? Well, I like number 37. That, that inspires me. Yeah, so he basically nails what you just said. You can use this as a tool to be inspired. Use your curation. Your thoughts, Sonny? Yeah, I was actually going to just put in what he said in, <laughs> in, in the tool, right? Like, should, yeah. we, should we give it a try? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Right, he said... Uh, Give me a beat uh, that is uh, inspired by the thirty seventh greatest song in hip hop, in rap. Yeah, thirty seventh. Okay. Yeah, he said greatest. Let's just see if he goes and finds a list on Rolling Stone. Rap song. Okay, ever. All right. Let's see what it does. I don't think it has the thirty. No. No. Maybe. <laughs> no. See, it's not... Well, that could be like an Eminem kind of beat. And I killed your cat. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. It's got some work to do, but I well, think... Well, here's the thing. Th this is going to come out with weak results because it's not trained on copyrighted music. So I think this is weak and it's a 1.0, right? Yeah, but you know, uh, what I would say is like YouTube is full of very talented people that, you know, can produce like 
almost the exact same quality uh, of yes. you know copyrighted music. So you can hire I, people. Yeah. But here's what would be interesting. You're going to be able to take that language model, run it on your laptop, and take every single Dire Straits song or every single Eminem song, Jay-Z song, Biggie, put it in there, and then you're going to be able to do it on the copyrighted stuff, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what people are going to be doing, and that's something Google's not going to release, but this is, in fact, an opportunity. And I guess this goes back to what Grimes is saying, you know, like, hey, just use, you know, what's her tool, like Elf something. Um, so she's got a tool that they she partnered with somebody just put out there. And, and she said, yep. people are making songs that couldn't possibly be me because I have a speech impediment of some type, like a lisp or something. And they, Elf.tech, the enunciation in this is better than I can en enunciate. Yeah. Um, I think one got published, right? Just last week. Um, I think it did, yeah. And so, shout out to Dot Tech, our new sponsor here. Yeah. Alf Dot Tech <laughs> with Grimes. I wonder if Grimes secured a bag yeah. for using Dot Tech. Um, if you're a SaaS or services company that stores customer data in the cloud, then you need to be, huh? SOC two compliant. You knew that from a third party, and you need that third party to close big deals. And if you want to get compliant easier and faster, you need to use. Vanta, V-A-N-T-A, Vanta makes it so easy for you to get and renew your SOC 2. On average, Vanta customers are SOC 2 compliant in just two to four weeks. Compare that to three to five months without Vanta. And Vanta can save you hundreds of hours of manual work and up to 85% of compliance costs. This is a total no-brainer. And Vanta does more than just SOC 2 compliance. They also automate up to 90% compliance for GDPR, HIPAA, and more. You can't afford to lose out on major customers. We all know that. Listen, it's a hard year. Last year was hard. You can't lose those major customers because you don't have your compliance dialed in. Just work with Vanta. Get your compliance automated and tight and tight is right. Lock down those big deals. Here's the best part. Vanta is going to give you $1,000 off. That's 10 hundies. Get $1,000 off at vanta.com slash twist. That's vanta.com slash twist for $1,000 off your SOC 2 very very interesting moment in time how would people tell i guess is the question where this came from because it's not giving you sources and this is the thing i think all these ais need to do and i think this is where the legal issue is going to come into play Again, i don't want to obsess over legal stuff but either you regulate yourself or you get regulated that's the nature of business of life if these people don't show their work and it would be possible to show Here's what the AI, here is some of the source material the AI used to make this beep. It is possible to do that. It is possible, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it is like taking bits of it, but it may be, it may be, you know, several bits, maybe, you know, and it's all possible. Yes. And I think yeah. that's where we're probably going to have to head towards because mm -hmm. the black box nature just, that's also very much on the closed side of things. And I, mm -hmm. and, and I, you know, what I anticipate is as we move to the more open models, JKL, what we'll see is those, those ones will have the kind of references baked into them. So people will want to see where it came from. And that'll force the folks that are doing it in the close. I also think the challenge is for, um, and this is interesting because um, uh, it came up earlier today in terms of, I, I think a lot of folks are, let me try to find this link, but talking about like what these models have been trained on. And I'm going to try to find this link as we're just talking about it here. And and send it to the uh to the guys but like um there is a really interesting um share here that people talked about 
what the training set was. And one of the things included the Enron emails uh, for many of the models. Like, so there's a big open source set from, you know, back in the late wow. 90s, 2000 era. Yeah. So that I'm got gonna, dumped. There's yeah. no copyright well, it claim. Dumped. Yeah. Because, it's, well, it's just of the, in the open because yeah. of the lawsuit, right? Yeah. Because of the lawsuit. Oh, sorry, yeah. But each of those individuals, I wonder who owns the copyright to those emails. It's not public domain. It would be Enron's IP. Yeah, here but it is. There's Let's... no Enron left to sue. So I guess, you know, in order to have, this is a really edge legal case. It's sort of interesting to me, but not anybody else. The interesting thing is in order to, ha you have to have somebody bring the case and there's nobody to bring the case for the Enron emails. You know, when yeah. a company goes out of business, it's like, you know, who, who's going to defend, you know? You have to find who owns that copyright. There is nobody who owns that copyright. You know, there might be a shell company somewhere that does, um, which is super interesting. But uh, yeah, the so Grimes, uh, oh, what are you? Oh, here's a chart. What is this chart? So this shows uh, what someone, let me read this uh, for the folks listening. What's in the pile data set from AI Euler that is being used to train a lot of the open LLMs, right? The following chart mm -hmm. analyzes the tokens in the test set. There are 22 sets in pile from sources like Wikipedia, GitHub, Mm. Uh, you know, books three, et cetera. And, you know, if we kind of zoom in here, uh, you see at the bottom, it's Enron email. So there's like 600,000 <laughs> Enron emails in the it's training hilarious. set. Yeah. Also, uh, Hacker News yeah. uh, is in there. Uh, I guess that must be open sourced. Um, and there's YouTube subtitles. Now, that's interesting. I don't see Twitter in here. Yeah. I do see Stack Exchange, which didn't give their permission, I'm sure. So that's an issue. PubMed Extracts, somebody probably owns that. So this is really interesting. We're going to have to have data sets. The reason AI is going so well is the data sets, right? And the uh, combined with the hardware, combined with the software, you take out one of those, it's kind of could narrow the, um, the success of this, correct? Correct. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, you know, at the end of the day, these are systems which use you know math to predict um the most likely kind of next character in a sequence that the human would like to see based on what has been trained on so if mm. it's not trained on as good material you're not going to get as good predictions and so um yeah, yeah I, I i can see that really changing in the next and you know you've talked about this before with what's happening with poe and others right where they've started to close their data sets off and say come to us directly if you want to sort of use an uh, use our llm if you want to experience our data on this and by the way in music like there are all kinds of crazy drive-by lawsuits where people try to you know claim that their song from 30 years ago inspired somebody and yep. uh, ed sheeran just got sued yeah he decided to take it to the mat usually these things settle out of court sometimes people do actually steal people's beats and yep. they settle with them. Other times, people are using chord progressions, you know, GCD, CFG, whatever, uh, yep. G, you know, whatever. They're just chord progressions that are obvious. Um, and that exists in many songs. Here's Ed Sheeran explaining this. What did you play for that jury? Um, if I was the jury, yeah, what did you say to them? So it was, um, so my one is, um, when your legs don't work like they used to before, and then there's, have I told you lately that I loved you? And then, um, um, people get ready, there's a train coming. Um, and then, uh, what was the, looks like we made it, look how far we've come, my baby. And, oh, she breaks, 
just like a woman. I mean, there was a, there was a hundred and one songs that. What I was saying is like, yes, it's a chord sequence that you hear on successful songs, but if you say that a song in 1973 owns this, then what about all the songs that came before? We found songs like from like the 1700s that had similar uh, melodic stuff. And so what's the URL for this? Uh, so people who know um, if people want to play with that test kitchen, just type in Google's music LM, you should be able to find yeah, it. Google's AI test kitchen. That's the best way to, to get to it. Google's AI test kitchen is the name of where they're putting these experiments. Yeah. It's uh, ask AI test kitchen dot with google.com. So great. Just type in AI test kitchen. You'll find it. Yeah, 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 you'll, you'll find it. Uh, so yeah. they're you just sharing all their the work list. now because yeah. they were getting their butts kicked by at least in public perception. And so Google's in the game. Just generally speaking, you feel like Google's catching up. The gap is closing. What do you think? Yeah, the, gap is clo- the, the gap is closing. You know, it's all hands on deck. It's a different mentality. It's shipped quickly. You know, all these things that have been in and around beta for a long time or private or becoming available. Um, you know, they are realizing, you know, there's a war for developer mindshare as much as there is for mm. you know, sort of the you know the the financial Agreed. side of the world wanting to hear about it the you know developer mindshare is really important so they've really started to make a big push in terms of engaging with developers and making you know the tools available so people can play with them and see them so that's been a distinct shift in the last like you know i would say even you know 30 to 90 days yeah this hugging face uh dot co just keeps coming up over and over and over again having I guess one some amount of just getting in early and being a place where developers can find the latest stuff. But what do we got next? Okay, so we're going to look at assembly AI. I, th- I thought this one was really really interesting. Okay, um, it, they they do a you know very interesting job. You can basically so if we just uh, let me I'm going to go to a different window for a quick second because this is one's in progress. Um, so you show up and basically um, you can you can drop in a URL. Uh, okay. for for any anything with a transcript so i what i did was because it's and it's a good discussion point i took last week's all in pod okay i dropped in the url it 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 pulls it does a transcription itself and oh, so wow. here's a transcript on the left and then what it does is it lets you create like a q a around it on your own and so what i did i have a couple of examples queued up here uh i said you know what was friedberg's position on the ai hearing and, you know, I think this is a good one. Friedberg's position is that regulating open source AI models will be impractical due to the rise of edge computing and many models already available, making it hard for regulators to track and audit all AI models. That was his position. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So you have signed up for this. This isn't available to everybody yet. This is in uh, beta. Yeah. And uh, I signed up and I you know, thought it was really kind of neat. What do they charge it- to do a transcription? Um, I think if it's under, it's like $24 a month or something like that. I don't quote oh, wow. me on the, the prices. Yeah. Oh, well, but, I'm uh, looking at it right now. Audio yeah. intelligence is 0.005 per second. So I don't know what that is for an hour. I'm doing the math right now. Yeah. 0.05 times uh, 60 times 60. I don't know what that equals, but looks like two bucks an hour. If I had to guess, I don't think I did the math right there. Fascinating. And so you could ask, uh, what does yeah. Sachs think of Biden? Okay. Uh, or did Sachs mention Biden or Ukraine? Okay. Then uh, I'll just do Sachs mention 
I mean, this is the kind of internal joke, like everybody who's on the left, even some people on the right, are they play a drinking game and uh, be careful with this drinking game. They do a shot anytime he says Ukraine or Biden and you take two shots when he says or the media. Yeah. yeah. If he says the media. Okay. Uh, no, he did not mention Biden or the Ukraine. It says. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Well, this is <laughs> no like, it's, I'll tell you what's interesting is very, uh, sometime around last year, maybe 18 months ago, people started contacting us saying, hey, we can do all of this. We can start all of all in. We'll just transcribe everything. And I was talking to Nick about like, hey, I would like to do this for every all 1700 episodes of This Week in Startups. And we had budgeted originally like $500 per episode to have human transcription. Then machine transcription was like 150 bucks an episode. Plus, we wanted to clean it up, put the people's names in it. And thank God we didn't do it because we started this process of doing like 10 episodes and looking at the results. And now I think this is all going to get so good that even doing it is a waste of time because it's going to be built into every app in other words when you're on youtube the transcript is going to be so rich and great on youtube i don't know if we should even publish one does that make sense like i feel like this is going to go from 80 percent to 99 percent in the next six months in terms of fidelity yeah so i'm just for anyone that's watching i'm basically went to assemblyai.com slash playground v2 and all you have to do go here drop the link i won't do this again and basically yeah. you're off processing it um, I did another kind of quick summary from here. I but said, does it know the people? How does it know the people and separate different people? Because that is what, like, we had a service called Temi, T-E-M-I, that we were using for a while. Mm -hmm. We'd use Descript. And I, I think we have to identify the people's names. Is that correct, Producer Nick? Yes. Descript is the best one. at. They actually can identify different voices, and then you just name the voices. So they identify them, and yeah. you, you tag them, basically. Got but it. It, all, it does it automatically. It's pretty great. Yeah, I think there should be a thing at the beginning of podcasts when you're doing this where you say, hi, this is Jason Calacanis. My Twitter handle is twitter.com slash Jason. My website is calacanis.com. And then it, uh, so if everybody did something like that, Nick, at the beginning of a podcast, Sonny, then when you run it through these, it would just go find you and then it would add to the signature. Hey, if you ever hear this voice again, yeah. attribute it to these two URLs. It's like you the know, new robots.txt. <laughs> yeah, it would be like yeah. just a way yeah. of defining over yeah. and over again who somebody is. I have to say, just in my time working here, I started here in 2019, at the beginning of 2019, the transcript, the auto transcription world has completely changed. It's gone yeah. from like a dollar a minute to like this last right. one was what, $2 for an hour and a half of all yeah. in. Yeah, it right? went like, literally from $100 an hour to $2 an hour. You're and exactly right, because it used to be Rev. Remember, Rev.com was the original, yeah. and they would do human transcription. That was yep. their big thing, and it was a dollar a minute. Then Temi came out, but they were you know, not a, not perfect. Five and now bucks. it's Descript, yeah. and they do every single thing for you, and it's a monthly. They don't even charge you on a per transcription hmm. basis. It's just a monthly charge. Crazy. Yeah. And, and then the use of these transcripts is something I've got to get the legality around. What I want to do, there's somebody who can do this for me. I don't know if we can hire a developer to do this for This Week in Startups. I would like to just take the entire This Week in Startups corpus and normalize it and publish it to Coda, Notion, you know, publish it to the web. Um, and then... Um, I've got a great firm that you should work with, a small, like, AI-focused law firm. We should... We should uh, a law I can firm? Kind of yeah. Well, I don't want to sue anybody. I just want to create my own website. No, but I thought you said you wanted the legality around it, so they'll help you no, with no, that. No, 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 no. I mean, the legality, oh. uh, what I want to be able to do is come up with a license, kind of like Grimes did, yeah. where I'd let people come up with a license that is, if you can do whatever you want with the archive, 
as long as you link back to the show page and um yeah it's non-commercial yeah. and maybe even let people do commercial do interesting things with it let them monetize a little bit rev share just a rev well, share yeah maybe rev share yeah 50 50 rev share uh do whatever you want 50 50 rev share interesting uh so right, just continue, continue on this one. So like the next question is a summary of the Congress hearing section. And uh -huh. I think it does a really good job. Like going back to your point on like, it's identifying what each, you know, of the hosts is talking about. So sort of what Sam's claim is, and then, you know, what Chamath jumps on about. In terms what does of he say about Chamath? He says, Chamath says, like right here, I'm just going to highlight it. Chamath says Sam went further than he initially suggested by proposing licenses for compiling and training models as a form of know your, you know, KYC, know your customer Great. verification, right? Um, Sachs argues that Sam is seeking regulatory capture to maintain open AI's lead by creating red tape. Um, you know, Friedberg, we already got that. Pretty accurate, you know? yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I, I thought, I thought this was one of the better summaries, pulling out each person's position yep. and, you know, like to your point, no one had tagged themselves. We've not done any work in terms of. Right. identifying uh you know who is who and it, it it really i think it really did a good job here yeah it's fantastic yeah okay great so this is lemure l-e-m-u-r assembly.ai assembly.ai or assemblyai.com yeah so that's the company and that's the product uh very cool what else do you got in the okay. delightful demos D that we demos, do here demos on monday demo monday or demos die. demo <laughs> or die <laughs> We usually do them on Fridays, but like uh, yeah. at uh, at work. But now we got Mondays as well. Hold well, yeah. on, I'm just going to queue up the next one. So this one was really fascinating. Um, okay, there's got to be 20 people doing transcription, yeah, like, stuff like this. So I it, it, I wonder if they all just wind up in the same place, which is perfection. Okay, so everybody who's a transcriber is now out of a job. The concept of transcribing is over. I don't think it's over yet, but you should really level yourself up with these tools. Is what I think. So if you're a transcriber, you use these tools, and then you have to build a product or service on top of it. And the product yeah. and service on top of it would be, as best I can see, I would want somebody to make sure that the names were attributed correctly and any uh, you know, pertinent links would be added to it. So if somebody was talking about Assembly AI and Lemur, deep link to it, to the Google AI sandbox, deep link to it, right? So, but of course, AIs, I bet you could ask AI to go through and find the relevant links and somebody's going to make something that puts hyperlinks into documents that are correct. I think AI so. Can do that job too. All right, everybody, you know, I've invested in 300 early stage startups. And, you know, having a great name is critical, but it's hard to find a great domain name sometimes. So people will then compromise their search for a name based on what's available. And you know what? There's a new domain name I need you to check out. It's called tech yes there are now dot tech domain names and this is the one go-to namespace to build anything in tech a bunch of people are using it and i even got jason.tech which i'm using for a microblogging site that i'm coming up with it's not exactly twitter it's kind of like not exactly like tumblr it's just going to be jason.tech where i give updates all day long about little tiny things that i don't want to share on social but that maybe i want to share with y'all so Go ahead and get your own .tech domain name and you can lock them down now. There's tons available. One year domain, 10 bucks. Five year domain, 50 bucks. It's a great deal. Now's the time to go get a great .tech domain name. Again, the word go.tech slash 
twist is where you're going to go get these great domain names. So you type geo.teth slash twist to lock in a great deal right now. You want to do it today. You want to get in there and lock down a great domain name. And listen, if your company's already up and running, maybe you want that for your tech team or to have it as a possible brand extension later on. So if you've got a great brand, you want to get the .tech version of it as well. Okay, so let's go to this next one. So I'm going to open this one up. This is really cool. Uh, Wondercraft.ai. Okay, Wondercraft.ai. And um, it basically can create a podcast from a bulleted set of points. Mm. And so in this example, I said, let's do the Twist Weekly AI. Mm -hmm. What is the podcast about? It's uh, the AI, a weekly AI podcast discussing and showing the latest in AI products. I took three sections from the notion that we normally use mm-hmm. here. So we talked about uh, OpenAI app, perplexity, which we haven't got to yet here, and then Apple bans ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just you put some hit. links in there too uh, to the yep, source. Yeah, put the material. links in there. Yep, correct. Yeah. And it, you know, you kind of hit it off, and then it, it's going to generate here. We don't, we don't have to generate it because it's already generated. So. Here we go. So I'm going to play this now, make sure the audio comes out. So it's generated. Here's the transcript it generated. Okay. So all we gave it was a title, topics, and mm-hmm. you know some links. And I'm just going to play the little intro here and we'll get started. So ready? Corny music. Welcome to Twist Weekly AI, the podcast that keeps you up to date on the latest developments in AI. Join us every week as we discuss and showcase the newest AI products. Don't miss out on any of the exciting breakthroughs in this rapidly uh, evolving field. Okay. Insufferable. That voice is insufferable. So and now it, she's going to ask for likes and subscribes. Oh. But but hear me out yeah. here. It yeah. gives you an option to use your own voice oh. when you're doing this. Yeah. And I can retire. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so as I was going through the process here, you'll uh-huh. see, it, you know, it, one of the sections was to to choose your own voice and you can... Do a lot of editing here. You can do a speaker. You can. Uh, it's uh-huh. got a lot, a lot of choices here. You can add your so own voice. You're picking voices. Kevin, Julia. So it has all yeah. these and different so voices. And it, no, it's also add your own voice and add your okay. own music, which I didn't do. I just kind of okay. ran through this relatively quickly. So you can go through this process, and you can basically uh, add your own voice. Mm-hmm. Now, who's going to use this? <laughs> well, one, if you're a one-man show or one-woman mm-hmm. show, and one you're person? trying to one-person yeah. show, that's yeah, probably yes, more there. accurate. They, them, it, yeah, everybody. Yes one person show and you're trying to put something together and you don't have the resources that the great resources that twist does. Uh, (laughs) And you know, you basically, you do your research, you find things that are interesting, you prop it up here and you can basically get a podcast going, you know, quickly. And you can use that as maybe not your primary. So what I've seen people start to do is people that are publishing newsletters Mm -hmm. are already doing the work or using this to create a podcast just as another media for them. And then you can imagine if you're an enterprise, you got something interesting you want to talk about, so you can do that in there. So I'll pause there because this one probably strikes closer to home for you guys. And I'll let you react. Yeah, I mean, like many things, uh, you know, you want the human's actual reaction. We talked about um, Rick Rubin and his reaction to stuff and his taste. So what this doesn't have is taste. It doesn't have comedic impact. It doesn't have the surprise, the banter that you and I would have. Now, yep. how much of people tuning into this is for the banter and the personality? I would argue significant. Mm-hmm. How much of is it for the news value and the information? Well, podcasts are entertainment. Therefore, 
uh, and information, right? So this week in startups, all in are giving you information, and they're entertaining you. It's going to be very hard for this to be entertaining, uh, authentic, and informative. But I could see this working really well if it was just reading you stock quotes, headlines, etc. So for something, but you know, if I listened to it and I didn't know, and then I found out, I would feel dirty. I would feel like I've been tricked. So maybe that's just a short-term thing. Maybe an AI personality is the future, and there'll be some version where this Joe Rogan, uh, and we talked about this before, you know, if I could have, I don't know, I'm trying to pick somebody who's no longer with us, Johnny Carson, and I could have Johnny Carson interview Jesus Christ, or Johnny Carson interview, I don't know, somebody who's died recently who's an incredible artist, but, you know. Um, Howard Stern live on forever. Right, or Biggie Smalls, you know, like, so yep. now you've got Johnny Carson interviewing, you know, Biggie Smalls. It's like, well, that's fascinating. So there, there are kind of permutations here that you can't get. Yep. Um, but I do wonder uh, how soon it would be, how soon it will be before these are witty and entertaining. Can an AI entertain you? And do you authentically want to be entertained by an AI is I think where we're going to get to. So if the AI made you laugh, you know, there, there's like a, there's a level of, can it provide information that's accurate? And we all agree it's on the road to being accurate, right? But it's still yep. delusional sometimes and hallucinations and, you know, whatever. So, but, and then the next step is, can it actually be entertaining and can you bond with uh, the personality? And I think that's what the movie Her was about, is can you cross that uncanny valley yep. in which you could fall in love with? And listen, people fall in love with podcast hosts. They love listening to the show. They use that word love. Could you fall in love with this artificial podcast host? Of course you could. And so will that happen? Of course. And will we be competing against, you know, I don't know, of the top 110 years, will five or 10 of them be virtual? Sure. Why not? Completely possible. I actually don't yeah. feel, I, I feel like there's an artist out there who can make, there'll be an auto GPT or what do they call it? Baby GPT. You know, auto baby, there's a few of them now, right? Yeah. That, so yeah. now let's make it a baby auto GPT where we, we unleash this thing on the world and we just say, go find interesting people and then create a fake interview with them. And could that be interesting? Yeah, it could. And could you make a custom interview? So I wanted to talk to this person about the topics you're interested in. So, I mean, the, the mind kind of can go to weird places. You could have you know, if I really love Johnny Carson as an interviewer and he, you know, or Howard Stern, he retired, could I have Howard Stern having an absurdist interview with Dolly, you know, or I don't know, pick a, you know, an actor who's no longer with us. Um, and that could be fascinating. And sure. Why well, not? This is a good segue to the last thing I just wanted okay. to show quickly. And then let, let's so come anyway, back to the on startup that's building this Wondercraft, yeah. uh, AI, Wondercraft.ai. I think it's interesting I, I, yeah. as a podcast host. I, I can tell you, a lot of these podcast hosts suck. I guarantee you their AI will be better than 50% of podcast hosts in under three years. And that's not a really reflection of their ability at Wondercraft AI or AI. That's just a function of how bad some podcast hosts are. Yeah. And the sheer number that are showing up. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is an interesting, maybe. What do you take? think? I, I didn't get your reaction there. What do you, would you, would you, would you I gave my whole analysis there. Do you think I'm being objective? Well, or do you think I I'm think being you, precious uh, because think, I'm a podcaster? I think you are, but I want to tie it to this last demo, then we'll okay. close out on the discussion. You think I'm being precious? A little bit. Okay. 
Great. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. You know, because, uh, and so, so let, let's kind of tie to this. So this is okay. the last really cool demo. So this is a combination of stable diffusion, control net, EB synth and fusion, okay. where they took uh, a couple of scenes from Cowboys versus Alien, Cowboys and Aliens, and they replaced current Harrison Ford with young Harrison Ford. So I was going to play this okay. video here real quickly. Tell him he's a fool. She's in a better place. All right. So your reaction first to that. I've never seen this movie before. Cowboys versus aliens. I've never seen it. Cowboys um, and aliens. I think Cowboys yeah. and aliens. When did that? I don't know when that film came out. I don't know anything about it. Um, I, I, I think Harrison Ford is kind of my style icon along with Daniel Craig. So this kind of hit both notes for me. Uh, everybody can obviously see the likeness and, the personality and the ruggedness that I do have, uh, and I do exude that male rugged confidence uh, and style icons uh, of my two style icons. I like them old. I like them young. But yeah. so it's a bad example for me because I okay. feel like old Indiana Jones, old Harrison Ford, uh, an aging Daniel Craig is kind of strikes a nerve with me that they get better with age. You know, like Sean yeah. Connery got better with age. I like these guys who don't get a bunch of like Botox and they just are like, yeah, listen, it's gonna. I'm gonna maybe they do. I don't know. But yeah. they kind of like, yeah, I'm going to be old and weathered. So I like the weather, but it, it, it crosses the uncanny valley. The Luke Skywalker deepfake from uh, Mandalorian yep. three years ago, it didn't. Some kid fixed it. They hired that kid. And now I feel like this de-aging stuff is a whole awesome space. And uh, I would watch, you know, uh, Alec Guinness is the perfect example who played Obi-Wan. I would watch an old Obi-Wan series and if they could get Alec Guinness's estate to secure the bag for 10 million bucks, Disney Plus, please do the old adventures of Obi-Wan. That's incredible. Can you imagine Alec yeah. Guinness like on adventures yeah. as a Jedi Knight? Yeah. Incredible. Uh, and so I heard he, it did, and I, you know, I just saw a tweet about uh, Empire Strikes Back and yeah. the deal that he made to be in Empire yes. Strikes Back. It was like some rev share deal that netted him like tens or hundreds of millions of dollars Which over time. Which at the time. Yeah. You're talking about Alec Guinness? I think so. Yeah, he yeah. played Obi-Wan in the... Yeah, yeah. In, he got paid a lot. He secured yeah. the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in, in, no, but I'm saying in Empire so Strikes George Back... Lucas. In Empire Strikes Back, he did some weird rev share thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he... George Lucas funded with his own money and some loans and the money from the toys. He had the sequel rights. He funded Empire Strikes Back himself. And so that's the other story that's crazy is George Lucas just yeah. was like the entrepreneur's entrepreneur. And he yeah. almost went bankrupt doing Empire Strikes Back because they were filming in like Finland or something or Norway, the Hoth scenes, and then a blizzard happened. And then yeah. at, I don't know if it was Pinewood Studios or wherever, like a bunch of sets burned down. I mean, it was like problem after problem after problem. There's an amazing tweet thread that has all uh, those details in it. It's, yeah. uh, so if you're a Star Wars fan, you know all this because he's, yeah. he's talked about it over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't realize, but like Luke Skywalker got injured. That's why some of the, in the, his he got in a motorcycle, motorcycle accident. Motorcycle accident. Yeah. yeah. This, and the that's why the incredible. Tauntaun uh, scene, he gets his face ripped by the Tauntaun. Yeah. And then they put him in the back of the tank. And they did that because he actually got, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so th this was a deal. So I think it was, uh, uh like Guinness, right? Half he a day. Shot half a day and was paid, uh, you know, quarter point. Of the film's gross. Yum yum skis. <laughs> yum yum skis.
All right. Okay. Coming okay. back to it, uh, just kind of closing out on, on your yeah. question. So I think there's a, a couple of different ways to think about it. I think one, um, we always want to be able to produce more content and we're not capable going back to the, the sort of the music example. So I think giving people the ability to create more podcasts is excellent. I think where the technology has to come together is like what I re really like to see is a combination of what we just saw with the uh, Harrison Ford piece combined with a generative AI where someone can take the style. And we've seen that in these, the music ones that we've seen are like the AI Drake, where the underlying music and the tempo and the beat is done by someone else. And then the voice is replaced. Now, if those two things can sort of come together where someone can understand the style of J Cal, and then, you know, you're willing to do the revenue share and say, Hey, I would really like J Cal to be my world's greatest moderator of my podcast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he doesn't have the time to do it, but he's willing to do it through sort of what you talked about, like through his voice, he's made it available through a platform that he has and it understands all the inflections and it has like, a way of coming up with unique and interesting questions. I think that would be really great. I think that would be sort of, and mm. I, I feel like we'll get there sooner than three years where someone will take all the nuances that you've put together in the, you know, hundreds of episodes. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be thousands of episodes that you We're have. Right? 1700 episodes. 1700 yeah, episodes. Like yeah. And it can come up with sort of all the uniqueness of J Cal as a moderator. Love it. And yeah, that that's what, you know, we'd love to see that if you're doing something like that, we'd love to demo that. Tell me what you think about this Harrison Ford clip and then me being precious uh, about it. Yeah. Like, do you actually think that these things will replace podcasters? I said, like, I could see in three years, you know, it would be these folks at Wondercraft AI or another, or, you know, even like a generic model, uh, or you could roll your own, would be able to make a host that's better than 50% of hosts. But I don't think they're going to ever replace the top 25% or top 10%. I think if you're in yeah. the top 10%, you're a virtuoso, you're just so good at it that you're not going to be replaced. But maybe there'll be an AI that could crack into the top 10, but I don't think you replace the top 10%. What do you think? Yeah, uh, you know, I sort of think of content as this like pyramid and at the top, it's like you said, it's the folks that have really, you know, tuned into the craft and put the work in. And then sort of, you know, at the bottom of the pyramid, you have everything else. I think there'll be a lot more at the bottom, but mm -hmm. I do think we'll see something crack into maybe not the top, top of the pyramid, but just below that where, where we're comfortable, the cost base is more affordable for someone that wants to listen to it. And so I don't think you're being precious, but I, I think I really like what you said earlier. You should embrace this and yeah. you should kind of lead the charge and say, Hey, yeah. let's create you know, the world's greatest moderator as an AI for podcasting yeah. that can be there to moderate your pods. If, if you kind of led that as a charge, I think then, you know, yeah, then you're somebody not being about a, it. I, I get yeah. permission right now. Somebody can train okay. an AI and make me as the world's greatest moderator and you can make the JCal AI totally cool with it. And uh, as an experiment, uh, non-commercial experiment, whatever, we'll see where it goes. And people can yeah. then create me interviewing Jesus Christ. I mean, I think that's what you got to, that's the benchmark. You got to have me interviewing Jesus H. Christ or who would be another <laughs> historical figure? Well, I mean, I don't think we, the Jesus Christ is maybe a bit diff more difficult, but um, yeah, you don't have video of Jesus how about Christ. You doing Steve Jobs. There's a great video of you and Steve Jobs. But yeah, it's not there's an a interview. great video of me and Steve it, Jobs it, interacting. Right. Yeah, do me interviewing Steve on the I program. Like Jesus. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's kind of like Steve Jobs is tech Jesus. So have yeah. me interviewing this. Is, okay. Whoever makes the best version of this, I will give. A ticket, a VIP Ooh, ticket. I'll give Sunny's VIP ticket to all I'm in Summit. <laughs> if somebody can create 
how many minutes? 10 minutes or more? Yeah, 10. 15 min 10, 10 minutes min or more. Whoever creates the best J-Cal interviewing Steve Jobs, but it has to be now. And it has to be, it has to hit on current events. So he has to oh, talk how about, about- How about, about how bad Siri is? <laughs> yeah, him freaking out about Siri, me telling him, like me criticizing Siri, it's got to be one of the themes. Um, talking about, um, maybe he could talk about uh, AI um, and what he thinks the future of it is. Maybe he could talk about, uh, hmm, what would be a current affairs topic? Trump, him talking about Trump. We never got to hear his take on Trump. Uh, hmm, China, maybe? Talk about China, the relationship with China. I don't know, people don't care about his politics. Yeah. So it was not his thing. What's I think tech people, about? tech. I think it's oh, tech. Oh, I, talking about VR and AR. Yes. Me, me interviewing him at the launch of the augmented reality. That's, okay, that's the scenario. Okay, so there's a $7,500 VIP ticket at stake here. Oh, 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 there's a bunch of AI people that are racing to make J-Cal <laughs> interviewing Steve Jobs on the launch of the AR glasses. And you just throw the AR glasses in there because there's people who have them. Um, does it have to have video, too, of us? I think it does, right? It has to be some video. Bonus, point, bonus points. Bonus points for some video. Yeah. Uh, or at least images, because you could just yeah. have the audio have images. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll do creative and uh, we'll announce the winner, whatever. At some oh, point. That's a Boom. big $7,500 prize. That's a big one. Well, I mean, it's also going to be sold out. So those tickets, yeah. like I got 25 tickets, 10 for family. Yeah. One for this contest, one for my Twitter contest. And then I've got for my LPs. And then I've got my close friends who are <laughs> now telling me that I need to give them tickets because they're co-hosting this uh, AI segment. So uh, <laughs> I have to get you and Vinny ticket apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I think Vinny's. Ha, what what's the vibe on tickets have you have you uh, what's the vibe in our circle on tickets are people losing their minds or what's going on what's the back channel on the oil and summit uh well you know i think uh everyone it, it's a it's an interesting spot because i think everyone assumes they have a ticket because i think as much has been said oh i see everybody assumes that they have it everybody in our poker circle yes. assumes they have a ticket yes mm, but because as much has been said there's 20, see, here's the thing. There's 25 tickets per bestie. I yeah. told my wife, five, six for family, immediate yeah. family members. Yeah. I have to give like 10 LPs, my major LPs. I got to invite them to the event. Yeah. Of course. I can't do any of my startup founders. Uh, sorry. Uh, but I can let them buy maybe the general mission. And then I guess I got some close friends. I got to think about, hmm, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. How do you feel about working the, uh, the badge station being a volunteer, Sonny? <laughs> No, the volunteer, everybody wants to be a volunteer for this thing too. Uh, all right, everybody, we'll see you next time on Speaking Starters. Bye-bye.